And back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are your neighbors talking about? Lisa kind of inspires us, gets us on the right direction so we don't make a mistake. And sometimes we learn from our neighbors. That's what gardening's all about. You you share that. That's why it's so social. So welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. So how is your garden life go? How are your gardens? Oh my goodness! Needing lots of water. There you are. That's true. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. It's giving it's giving the uh, uh, drip irrigation. I had to tune it up mm-hmm. and tune it up, and <laughs> still, it's just kind of making sure it doesn't uh, fail. It's hard when it's windy and dry yeah. and hot. Uh, boy, things let you know right away if they're not getting enough water. If you're paying attention at all. They'll tell you. That's right. They will. And, we're, and then we're planning on going on a quick vacation at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of want things kind of <laughs> on autopilot. So you kind of adjust, right. see how it's doing, adjust, see how it's, and then pray for rain while we're gone. So uh, let that first monsoon hit. Yeah. So what kind of garden questions do we have? So lots of questions, lots of stuff going on out there. Gail in Chino has a peach tree started out looking really good lots of fruit she was thrilled with it uh but lately the fruit is dropping or in the fruit that's on there still is just not doesn't seem to be growing it's just kind of keeping that same size to it what's going on june or gail we call that it doesn't matter if it's chino camp birdie i mean prescott valley it's it's dewey it's all the same And again, we're three weeks late this year. So normally this this phenomena happens in June. We call it June drop. Okay, that's the first week in July. This question probably came July 30th or June 30th or something, but it's called June drop. And what happens is the fruit has formed a lot of fruit last spring. So it flowered, pollinated, set fruit. And now the roots are trying to keep up with the fruit production. So the fruit is taking the moisture coming up from the roots. And so if it can't, if there's too many fruits to keep up with this, it'll drop the weaker ones. So we call it June drop. It's trying to balance its fruit load out for the amount of moisture and irrigation you've got. Some things to watch for though, if your plant gets stressed out because of water at all, it will naturally sacrifice the fruit. It will shed the fruit because the the mother plant wants to keep itself alive first and foremost, then it will try to reproduce through the through the seed from your peaches. This goes for plums, apricots, nectarines, apples, pears. They're all the same. So make sure you're watering. I would say supplement, Gail. Supplement water. We've that's a theme going on with this show. It's been hot and windy. Maybe add to your drip irrigation or run if you're doing it by hand. Maybe do it twice in a week instead of once. Make sure that plant doesn't go dry, especially while it has fruits on it. So June drop is is normal. Uh, As soon as it adjusts, it will take all of that energy and start forcing it into the remaining fruits. And so you'll see them plump up pretty quickly. That goes for apples. You might even want to hand prune your apples and pears. They tend to come out in clusters of three, four, five apples. And there's no way that branch can support five fruits. Take off two or three of the weakest ones, leave one or two, so the plant can now adjust and use the, the, the remaining moisture and food that it's got for those remaining fruits. You get a nicer, bigger fruit. Uh, so, Gail, June drop in July. That's what's going on. See us for more. 
you are right. Everything is late this year. Maybe about three weeks late. So definitely. I didn't hear the late part. What was the first part of that? I said everything is uh, running. No, no. Before that. Oh, you are right. I am right. <laughs> I am right. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I said it once. I don't need to say it again for the next 10 years. So we're good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tom in Prescott said, I heard you say watch out for spider mites. Wants to know yeah. what is what is a spider mite? What does it actually yeah. look like? And what kind of things are you looking for? Tom, so first and foremost, thank you for tuning in, listening. That's great. Go attentive ear. But uh, you, if, you, if you see spider webs on your plants, it's not a spider. It's spider mites. And I'm seeing them on everything. I saw them last week. I mentioned it in passing. We probably ought to go into it a little deeper. So if you see spider webs or a webbing, like a like a floating web on top of your foliage, it can be on anything from roses to junipers, uh, Alberta spruce. I've seen them on ivy. I've seen them on my flowers. It's ridiculous this year. I think it's because it got went from cool to hot and it, all of a sudden... They'll be here until it rains real hard. They don't like moisture. Mm -hmm. They like hot and dry, and that's where spider mites thrive. And that's what we have right now. Until we get our first rain, two or three weeks, it's going to be something to watch. If you see uh, a webbing, just get a spray to kill them. So the, you've got spider mites. You can't see them. They're microscopic. Sometimes you can, you can tap a branch, and the dust will move. They're actually smaller than... Thrip, which is a spring phenomenon, we call that one noceums, and spider mites are smaller than those, and so you're not going to see spider mite, but you'll see the damage. You've got a scarifying mouth part. They tend to scrape the tissue off of those needles of, I say I had a U in, in the shady areas of my gardens. It was there. They'll scrape the, the bottom tissue of a, of a rose, and so it looks, looks skeletonized. They got onto my cucumbers and so you're seeing this speckled yellow is it yellowing is it tissue what's going on it looks weird spider mites spray them with we got a couple things in and out a spray we've got sayonara it takes it's not just soap and water that's not gonna phase them you gotta get to something a little stronger mm -hmm. you don't have to go as strong as malathion i mean death toxic waste in a in a bottle but you gotta go stronger than let's say a neem oil something inert uh, so come see us, Tom. We, we can guide you. This is serious. If you see webbing, if you don't, eh, don't worry about it. But if it's looking funky, take a good look at it. Maybe yeah. something is going on. Sometimes you don't see the web. Sometimes, let's say on Alberta spruce, they get down inside the, the spruce. This is a cute little spruce. It's a dwarf. Mm -hmm. They get down inside, and so you don't really see the spruce until it's too late. Right. Uh, sometimes on big spruce trees, or not spruce, um, big junipers, let's say Spartan junipers, they naturally, their natural diet is the, the native junipers. So they just migrate over to other things. They go, oh, I'm tired of juniper. Now I want to try something different. I'm going for your apple tree. Mm -hmm. So look for that. If you see, if, if you're not sure, take your phone out without the power on, just black screen, tap a branch. And if the dust is moving around, You've got problems. Come see us right away because they will kill the plant. They're not messing around. They will kill it in pretty short order. So you don't want to, you just want to come see us. We can get you yeah. spray and mitigate it just right away. So Tom, thanks for listening. Again, thank you for listening. <laughs> All right. 
One more question is from Shelly in Prescott Valley. She wanted to put in a crepe myrtle tree, but hasn't been able to find any in the area. Yeah. So her question is, why don't we have crepe myrtle trees here? Yeah, you could probably find some down in Phoenix, but the good garden centers are not going to sell you one up here. What happens is because our cold winters get, get so extreme so, so quickly, it resets crepe myrtles back to the roots. So they act more like a perennial. They'll, they'll go underground by the roots. The roots are alive, but the top growth will die off. And so then it will come back fresh every year. And you'll be, it really, it's a bush. Mm -hmm. Figs will do the same thing. Certain plants will do this. And so I could sell you a tree and it would be beautiful. It would live through the summer and then come winter, it at least maximum one or two years, it would reset down the ground. And so you just paid double what you should have for a tree that turns into a bush, <laughs> just by the bush. And it's because of that extreme temperature. Mm -hmm. You start to see trees down at the lower elevations where you can start to form, form. but the, even then they struggle because it's lack of humidity. They'll take the heat, but the humidity, it just... Go with the bush. We got several varieties out here. They're spectacular. Some with purple, purple foliage, with bright pink, red, white flowers. Go with those. You'll get better. Shelly, there, there's better choices. Uh, so anyway, come see us. We'll give you the tour of the crepe myrtles that grow in your backyard. This is Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. We'll be right back. <laughs> 